This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. In Season 2, Episode 15, entitled The One About Loving My Cancer, Marcy Greenberg-Cox's harrowing ordeal has left her with indelible scars of both anger and stress. Being a natural-born fighter and not a quitter, she now inspires countless others with a written word. Hi, Marcy. Good to see you today. Great. Thanks for having me here. Sure. So what would you like coaching on today? Well, you know, I thought about this quite a bit, and I went through breast cancer about two years ago. And so you'd you think with all of that, I'd be feeling great. But I'm, I'm not. It's the aftermath of, of what I'm going through. So I'm, uh, I'm very stressed. I have anxiety. And it doesn't help that I've got two small kids that are homeschooled. <laughs> so besides all that, so I've got, I'm trying to focus on myself and try to get um, the anger. I've got, I've got some anger because uh, I don't, the patience is not there and the stress level is there, you know. So I, I'd like to work through that. Okay, great. So what I'm hearing is that you went through your cancer ordeal and right now you're sort of feeling stress and some anxiety and some anger sort of feelings coming up. Is that correct? Cor correct, yes. So what would be a fantastic outcome for today's session? You know, just just to help me transition that anger. I mean, my seven-year-old uh, at the time when I, when I had cancer, she was five. And my... It's like when I get angry, it happens so quickly, and it's like within seconds. And so she even says to me, "Mommy, pretend, you know, you need to take a step back because we we've done some me meditation and things. And my husband is very um, he really likes doing meditation and and focus stuff. And and I need to learn how to do more of that. And so she always says that to me, "Mommy, before you start yelling at us." Or yelling you know take a deep breath and that's what I want to that's what I really want to focus on is how to I guess conquer that initial reaction that I get and be like whoa hold up before you before you have your reaction take a step back does that make sense yeah so the goal is to conquer that feeling of anger and try to find ways to mitigate that is that correct yeah yeah. Okay, great. So when you think of this 
feeling of anger, where does it reside in your body? God, it's probably like in the chest stomach area because I could tell it, it, it gets all worked up in there. Um, and, and even even before my cancer, I always, um, I kind of had that stuff anyway. I, I went through anxiety and I also have um, a disorder called trichotillomania. It's it's a hair pulling disorder. And so it's, it, you know, even, even and, and that started when I was eight years old. So I've been dealing with this type of stress anxiety for years. And so just to focus on, um, you know, just to kind of focus on that, those issues of the stress, like even during school, like if I had to take a test, I'd get stressed out. And then that would make me want to pull, you know, my eyelashes or something. Um, And so it's the manifestation of all of that. And, And so it's just really just learning. I know it takes like 20 times to break that habit. Well, I feel like I've tried so many times and I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. I'm 42 years old now and it's just been with me for so long that in a way sometimes I give up because I'm like, oh, it's just a part of me. And so I just, I, you know, I'm kind of, I, I get it. I understand it, but I'd love to get rid of that stress and that anxiety and just, hey, I beat cancer, <laughs> you know, like I should be happy. I should move on and, and, and focus on the, and that. That's what I should really be focusing on is, hey, I've, I have a second chance of life. So you mentioned that the, cancer, uh, the uh, stress is in your chest and stomach area. Would you like to do a little experiment with me? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do yeah. it. So I just want you to get comfortable in your seat. If you feel inclined or more comfortable to go inward, you can close your eyes. So I want you to take three deep breaths in and three deep breaths out. I just want you to recall the last time you were angry. What's happening in your body, Marcy? Um, I can feel the heaviness in my chest. Can you describe it? Um, It's like a tightness. Um, and now, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a tightness right up here. Um, and I know people can't see us, but (laughs) you know, you're looking at me, but the tightness like in the chest area and I, and I don't have any breasts anymore because I had a double mastectomy. So, but it's just that whole feeling just right there. And I can feel it also in the gut area. Like it's kind of lifts up a little bit towards that chest area. Mm, So it's from the gut and then lifts up to the chest area. Yeah. Can you describe any attributes to to this feeling? Oh gosh, I, you know, I just I don't know. I mean, every, you know, it, it could change. Um it could be a little bit of just something going on throughout my day will trigger um, you know, whatever issue. And then sometimes I can laugh it off and go, oh my God, I was just being too, like, why would I overreact like that? Um, and sometimes it's just, you know, it gets beat, beat out of me because I'm, I'm just working so hard that I'm just stressed because I took on too much. So, I mean, I, you know, I just, I can't really make that attribution because it's just every situation is different. What are some triggers 
that happens that cause that stress to erupt? Um, well, if I'm working, and right now it's hard because, I mean, I love my kids, but they're home. We're home 24-7. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have that, you know, same situation because of COVID. Um, but it's like, as a working parent, you know, I'm trying to work. I'm trying to also make sure my kids are doing their schoolwork. And also I have a, a preschooler, so she's not even really in school. So just to keep her entertained. And so, you know, to factor all of that in, and my husband's working too. So, you know, he's trying to do his stuff as well as help the kids. And so if I'm in the middle of something, then all of a sudden one of the kids come in, it's like it, it breaks my attention. So then I'm like, wait, I got to finish what I'm doing, but yet I know you need my attention. And so it's just, it's hard. Sometimes it's, it's hard for me to, you know, I like to just get it done. I've always been that type where I, you know, I focus, I want, I want to get this done, but then yet I've got all these little things going on as well. If you can tune into this anger in your chest and, and your stomach, what do you, if it had a voice, what do you think you would say? Hmm. Good question. Um, God, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> sometimes I just scream. I'm God. I remember in college, I would just, I would just go to a place and just scream. And that letting out that, that screaming, just let out that anger, actually was, um, was a great stress reliever for me. Um, and so it, it kind of feels like that. It just wants to let it out. And go like, Roar! <laughs> you know, put it louder. Um, and just say, hey, like, you know, stop. And uh, so maybe that maybe that's what it's saying to me. Do you give yourself mommy scream time? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh, so sometimes it's very difficult. Um, my husband and I has been great because we kind of take times to ourselves. Um, even before COVID, we would actually have like our own, like we'd get out for a few hours and just do our own thing and have like me time. Um, like I'd go get a massage. He'd go get a massage. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's still, it's difficult right now. Um, what do you suppose the anger wants? I don't know. I hate it. You know, I just, I wish I was just that type of person didn't, that didn't have all that anxiety and that, that anger. And it's like, like I said, I mean, I, you know, it's like I have a second chance of life and I should be so grateful. And I am grateful because now I can watch my kids grow up and, and be there for them and everything. And yes, that totally makes my heart happy. But then, you know, there's still that anger with like, because cancer is always now a part of me because every bump and bruise, I freak out. You know, I'm like, oh my God, do I have something else? You know, what what is happening in my body? Um, and so it's that anxiety too that, you know, I just, it's the what if, when's it coming again? You know, am I am I going to get something? I hope to God I don't. So it's like all those emotions are in there, kind of hidden, you know? Um, 
but it, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I think that just has a lot more to do with it now, is maybe I think deep down I'm just, I'm still scared, even though I'm, I'm clear, we call it NED, so no evidence of disease, um, but I, I think in the back of my head I still kind of think, you know, what, what if, is it, is it truly all, is it all gone? You know, I, I don't know. How would you describe your relationship to cancer? My relationship with cancer? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> um, I definitely wasn't happy that I got it. It was totally unexpected because um, breast cancer did not run in my family. And there were other cancers that ran ran in my family, but you know I also had gotten the BRCA gene testing, and that came back negative. Um, so there's my hate relationship there. That you know why me? Why did I get it? But then there's that love because I've been doing a lot more. Um, and by and by saying that, and, and I know we'll discuss this later on, but you know I ended up writing a children's book based on my breast cancer experience. And then I've written journals to help other women go through their diagnosis. And now I feel like that's a passion of mine because um, my husband even asked me before, you know, what are you passionate about? And I've been a realtor for, I think I'm going on 21 years, and I still love that. I still love helping people, you know, buy homes, especially first-time home buyers. Um, But I didn't really know what my passion was before. Like, yes, my kids are my passion. And I love doing artwork and stuff, but now my passion is helping women. And I, you know, I, I've started a website. I've been blogging. I even did YouTube videos while I was going through cancer for a way to heal me, and also to tell women, hey, here's you know side effects you may feel even after you're cleared of everything. You're still going to have other issues because now we're on long-term medications. And so, you know, I've talked to so many women in my Facebook groups, and I feel like I'm helping. And I'm just, I'm just there. I'm not, you know, I don't have the background. I'm not a therapist. Um, but I feel like I'm, I'm an air, you know, I'm there to lean on because I get it. I've been through it. And so there's my, there's my love relationship, I guess, with cancer because it kind of turned me going a different direction in my life. Speaking with these women, what are some of their stories? What are some of their stories? Well, it's it's a lot of them who've been newly diagnosed. Um, and, you know, all ages. I mean, um, you know, it, but it really, it, it draws me, it draws me to any of them, really. But then um, the ones with the kids, because, you know, I made, I, I wrote that children's book. And especially because I decided to stay flat, um, and so because these moms don't know how to tell their kids and my kids were one in five at the time and so my oldest you know I mean she still talks about it to this day like hey mommy I remember when you found out and you were crying and I didn't like that and she didn't like when I was bald and you know now she wants my hair to grow out and I'm trying (laughs) Um, you know so it's like I I really I get that feeling um, where my heart aches for these women because they just found out and they go, well, how do I tell my family? How do I tell my kids? They're so young. You know, I want to be there for them. I want to be there, you know, so I can see them get married or, or whatever. 
um, you know, so I hear those stories. And, you know, I had another lady reach out to me. I mean, I was up, I think she was in Indiana, and I'm here in Arizona. So it's like, it was, at the time, it was a two-hour difference. But I was up at midnight, and she messaged me on Facebook Messenger, and she goes, are you awake? And I said, yeah, what's up? She just needed to talk. And I was there for her. And that, you know, that, that makes me happy. Have any of them expressed to you their anger or anxiety? They have. I see it. Um, some, yes, directly to me, because if we have that conversation. But I see it a lot where the women, you know, ask all these questions. Um, because, they're, you know, especially if they've been newly diagnosed, um, they, don't, they don't know what to ask. And so that was another journal that, that I had um, wrote was, uh, you know, a bunch of questions to ask doctors and, and everything because I, I went through it. So I know, like, I was in the same boat. I didn't know what to ask. Um, and so I see all these women, you know, asking all these questions. And, and of course, every, every person is going to be different how they react to the medication because I had to do chemo and radiation on top of the surgery. And so some women are lucky they don't have to go through that. Um, other women have different reactions. Like I, uh, my first chemo, I was very sick. Um, and then I was fine. I was able to work the entire time. Um, you know, and some women are not as lucky and they're sick every time they have chemo. And so, you know, you see them ask those questions like, what kind of reaction did you have? Or, or, you know, what should I look out for? And so, you know, if I can at least help ease their anxiety, um, you know, and, and answer to my best ability that I can. I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, so I can't, you know. Um, it's just, it, it's nice that I can be there and, and at least give them some type of, uh, not, not something to look forward to, but something to, it's the what if. Because my first time I had my port put in, you know, I, I was very nervous. I didn't know how it was going to feel, um, you know, getting that first uh, infusion. Um, and so just to kind of ease their anxiety, I guess. So Marcy, how do you suppose you could be your own advocate when it comes to your own, your own anxiety? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because I feel like I'm helping all these other people, but yet I'm not helping myself. Mm. And when it comes down to it, I really need to help myself. And, you know, I give out all this advice. Um, but it's like I'm not following my own advice, if that makes sense. So what would be so, some of your advice? You know, I mean, I, I tell women, I said, you know, just breathe. Um, I, you know, I started working out again, actually. I, I was, I, and even before cancer, I was going to boot camp four days a week. Um, now I just don't really have that type of energy like I did. So even if I do a YouTube video for 10, 15 minutes, um, I think it helps a little bit. I actually did some Pilates this morning. Um, so if I can do something like that, um, I exercise and I actually feel, I feel better when I exercise. Um, I think the level goes down a little bit. So, you know, if I can tell myself do more of that, um, and I know in Arizona right now, the weather is wonderful. So just getting outside, like I took the girls for a bike ride yesterday. Um, and so just to get outside and, and get that fresh air. Um, and, uh, you know, I, meditation, I got to be in the mood for it. Uh, and right now it's kind of hard to get that quiet time. 
<laughs> um, so I'd like to do more of that if I could, but it, it's difficult to find that time. But definitely if I can at least get 10 or 15 minutes to work out, I think that helps. Is there anyone in, in your life that you admire in terms of that they got it all together or less stress? You know, I I don't know, because of course, you know, you see all these things on Facebook and of course, it doesn't really always tell you the truth because you always put up the happy stuff, um, you know. And so, yeah, I, I see other other women I know that feel or look like they've got everything together, but I, I don't really think they do, <laughs> you know, um, especially the, especially my good friends, at least I can, you know, I know the behind the scenes stuff, even if they're posting other stuff. Um, and I think we all have that, though. So I, I don't think there really is anyone that I think really has it all together. Um, they just know different ways, I guess, of, I don't know if manifest is the right term, but just redirecting um, their happiness or, you know, the anger. And I, and I would love to learn how to redirect my feelings of, um, you know, bring out more of that happiness and the, the little things I, I just, I wish I could just say, it's just, who cares? You know, hey, there's, I mean, here's an, a silly example. Like, um, of course, you know, my kids are young, so they have toys everywhere. And sometimes I freak out because I'm a neat freak. And so I want my house cleaned. And okay, with kids, that's not going to happen. Marcy, you just need to get over it. <laughs> and that that's what I try to tell myself. But sometimes I just, it's too much. And that's where I kind of freak out. And that, that's where my daughter goes, Mom, who cares, you know, who cares? And I just, I, I've got to get over it. And that's, I know, something that's on me and not my kids. So, so if we could go back to sort of this feeling in your stomach and your chest of this anger and anxiety. If I was to ask you to check in with your heart, what do you think it's saying? Well, I hope I'm not going to get a heart attack because of my stress. Um, <laughs> and You know, sometimes it, it does kind of freak me out that I might because cancer um, actually it, it uh, goes off of your stress too besides the sugars you eat. And that's my thing. I love sweets. Um, so I have to learn how to do that in moderation. But it's also your stress level. And so sometimes I wonder the what if. Do I have too much stress in my life? And I need to learn how to de-stress myself. Um, you know, because I, I don't. I don't want to have that heart attack. I don't want to, you know. And, and I know, like, the chemo and radiation can do things to your heart. Um, so that kind of gives me the anxiety of, oh, my God, do I have something underlying now? And the what ifs. And so my heart, you know, it's still alive. It's still beating. And, you know, I, I hope it says to me, hey, you're still here. Um, you know, be happy you're here. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, it's just, it's hard. Yeah. So when the stress is happening and the anger is happening in the stomach and the chest and then your heart saying you're going to have a heart attack, what's the head saying? <sighs> 
I don't know. You know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, I listen to it and I don't listen to it. Um, I've always been told, you know, go with what your gut says. Um, you know, my head may say, might say one thing, but I always feel the gut is really the one that's telling you the truth. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, like even with my, uh, double mastectomy, you know, I had that choice of doing a lumpectomy and my gut said, take them, take them both and don't do any reconstruction. And I, you know, I did my research on that and, and knew I didn't want to have breast implants. Um, but then I looked up another thing called the deep flap where they take the, um, fat from your abdomen and reconstruct breast out of it. But after researching that, my gut said to me, no way. <laughs> so I, I know I can't, I can't really say my head. I don't think my head really, I don't listen to my head as much as I do my gut. So how do you think you could modulate all three of these to better equip you to be less stressed? I don't know. I don't know what ideas you got for me. <laughs> well, you mentioned a few things there. You mentioned meditation when you feel like it. You mentioned breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned doing some Pilates. What does Marcy do for herself when it comes to checking in with how are things going with herself? You know, I used to journal a lot, and I haven't I haven't done that. Um, And, but like I, I'd go and get massages just to get out of the, you know, for an hour. Like I love, I could have a massage 24 seven. I'd be in heaven. <laughs> um, you know, but just, you know, doing things for myself and, you know, I used to go hiking and, um, I, you know, I'd love to just get out for an hour and just, you know, be by myself and just go out there. Um, I mean, I'd love to get my daughter involved. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I have taken her hiking, I think, twice in her seven years <laughs> that she's been, that she's been here. Um, she's not a huge fan, but um, you know, it's just it's finding that time, and that's that's the hardest thing. Is is you think you have so much time during the day, you really don't. And so it's it's the time management you know, that you've got to do. Um, but even just getting out of bed some days, it's very hard for me. And, and, you know, I'd go through my bouts of depression too. I've never been really, um, what's the word? I've never been diagnosed, I guess, with depression, but I, I know I have it. Um, and so even with the medication, I mean, sometimes it, it's hard for me to get out of bed because I've got aches and pains from the meds that I'm on. And I know like the exercising helps that um, because I was actually going to physical therapy to help um, just getting off the ground. I'm sitting on the ground with my kids and it takes me 10 minutes to get up off the floor. Um, So just working on strengthening all of that, you know, has has helped quite a bit. Um, But I feel, you know, I've got to get that time management really in there and, and take more time for myself and I try to get my kids involved, you know, like if I do, I'm not a big yoga person, but I'm trying to get it into yoga and Pilates. And so I joke with my three-year-old, I said, come do it with mommy. We'll do a YouTube video. And she kind of does it for like two minutes. 
but you know if I can get them involved at least then I know I'm getting my activity in and then you know going from there so what would be the first step in creating more accountability regarding more time for Marcy if I wrote it down I think if I had a calendar and and I do I mean I have a calendar for all of my appointments and everything on my phone but I never put in that calendar Marcy time so yeah if I start doing that and taking and then how would you, know, you handle that obstacle if, if your kids are like come on mommy well you know I mean my husband and I gotta have to sit down and, and really work something out because I know he needs his time too um, and you know during this whole COVID thing it's funny because my parents are snowbirds and so they're finally here now in, in Arizona because they had their shots um, but I was actually sneaking away and taking me time and going to their house by myself. <laughs> you know, so that was that was great. Um, I won't be able to do that soon because they're selling that house. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so we, we've just got to really sit down and, and focus and go, okay, you know, once a week. And, and my husband and I were actually good about that in the beginning of COVID. Um, cause we kept saying, you know, even if we got out of the house once a week for an hour, either just driving around or whatever, just to have me time. And we were doing that. We were taking time out and doing that. And then you kind of fell back in that rut of, okay, here's what we got to do again. And so then we just forgot about it. Mm. And so our so big thing is, yeah, if we, if we write it down, I think we, we, we can stay on top of it that way. Excellent. So, Marcy, we discussed sort of a lot about the anxiety and, and the stress and how it sort of affects your, you know, stomach and your chest. And how does this feel now? You know what? It's now that you and I have been talking, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. You know, um, yeah, it's weird because I felt that heaviness in the beginning. And now it's not so heavy in the in the um, like shoulders, chest area. What's the stomach and chest doing now? Nothing. I mean, I just I feel like it's weird. I kind of feel like that. Um, uh, it's not like a cold, but like a like a fresh feeling. I don't know how to describe it really. And I notice that too sometimes when I've done yoga or Pilates. Like I'll you know and like. I know you can see me, but, you know, I'll do the arm, I'll bring it up and down, and I just kind of feel like a whoosh, like it's let out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, this feeling, what would be a tagline or a hashtag for it? Oh, gosh. Um, be free. Um, let it go. We're, we're big on Elsa. Let it go. <laughs> Be free, let it go. Right? Wow. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Marcy, this was a, a fantastic uh, sort of you know coaching session. So now we're going to transition into the interview portion. So tell my listeners more about you and what you do. <coughs> yeah, so I am originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and I've been in Arizona for 21 years now. Um, I'm a full-time realtor turned author <laughs> so you know, as 
mentioned a little bit in our in our session here that after my breast cancer diagnosis, um, uh, you know, writing um, healed me a little bit because I was searching for books to read to my oldest at the time that said, hey, mommy doesn't have any breasts or any boobies. And so I just started writing. And I decided and I, I manifested, I put this out uh, on Facebook and said, I'm going to write a book. And I did two years later. I finally published it in December. It's called Mommy Has a Boo Boo, and it's on Amazon. From there, I, I did a journal, a discussion journal, because my, she's seven now, um, you know, had questions. You know, who's going to take care of me? Who's going to take me to school? Who's, you know, all these things. And so I wrote this journal to go along with it because these kids are so intuitive and they're, they're going to have all these questions. And so, you know, you can buy, you can, you can buy it separate. This is called Mommy Has a Boo Boo, Now What? Um, and so you can buy it separate, you can buy it together. And then I did another journal for women who've been newly diagnosed called the Breast Cancer GPS. And it's a list of questions to ask all of your doctors, your oncologist, your radiologist, your plastic surgeon, your breast surgeon. Um, it's got um, abbreviations of what all the medical terms are and just and then and then areas where you can write and so you know it's, it's nice to take along to appointments because you don't you don't know what to ask and so since I've been there and I've gone through it I wanted to help other women because like I said I, I mentioned you know all these women have these questions on Facebook like what do I ask what you know what's I just found out what's the next step well here you go here's a starting point for you and so I've been blogging. Um, I, I have a, um, a website, floorpublishing.com. It's F-L-O-R publishing.com. And so I've got my blog on there. You can access um, to my books through Amazon. And then throughout my whole journey, I did YouTube videos. And so I've documented everything from the day I found out. You'll see me crying um, through everything. And, and you'll see my whole journey on there. And again, that was that was a way for me to heal. I guess that was my journaling was I did my YouTube videos. Um, but you know, I'm just I'm so passionate about it now, and I, and I found I think I found my my next calling. Um, and so you know, I'm two years out, um, and hopefully, will be free and clear for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I love it. I love it. I'm actually working on another children's book right now um, that's related to a child finding out they have cancer. So now I call myself the, the cancer lady who's you know, writes books about cancer. Um, but, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm excited about that book, too. Um, I think that'll be a good one. Um, and then my daughter and I are actually working on some coloring books. And so she now wants to be a little author, so we're going to get her involved too. And we're working on some coloring books um, that'll be available on Amazon. And so it's been it's been fun. It's been fun the last the last uh, I guess since December when I published everything. Um, and it's it's already March, so you know in such a short amount of time I've I've published four books actually. I have another journal. It's just a writing journal called um, Courage, Hope, and Strength. And so you know it's it's been it's been a fun passion. As a cancer survivor myself, I have to commend you. That definitely is a lot of progress there. But I'm curious, what has been the most challenging 
throughout that process. Of, of which process of? Of starting this new endeavor, like you mentioned. Well, you know, being a, because I self-published everything. And so I had no clue where to start. Um, my uncle actually helped me. We, we've done a lot of research. My uncle is actually an author himself. And so, um, you know, he kind of gave me a, a lot of things to think about. Um, he helped me with the name of the book, Mommy Has a Boo-Boo. Um, and so I definitely give him a lot of credit um, for helping me. And then I joined a Facebook group um, called the Six Figure I think it's Six Figure Self-Publishing with Crystal Swain Bates. Um, she's a well-known um, author, children's book author, um, based on um, black children. And she's sold over, God, I think like over 300,000 books. And so she has been phenomenal. And her she does all these uh, master classes and really has helped me become uh, an author and figured out how to self-publish. And so I've joined all these other groups and, and we all, you know, help each other. Um, you know, we've got questions of how to get, you know, the ISBNs and, and how to get it on Amazon, or there's another one called Ingram Spark. And, and so just learning how to, how to self-publish, um, then going the traditional route and, and trying to find someone to publish it for you. Um, it's been exciting. Um, it's been a challenge. Um, because now as a self-publisher, then you have to market everything yourself. And so, you, you know, I'm doing these podcasts. I'm doing, I, I do a lot of Facebook, uh, social media stuff. And, and so besides doing that and my full-time job, it's now, it's not like I have two full-time jobs, but it's, it's been fun. It's been rewarding. If you could offer my listeners a, a tidbit of uh, information regarding avoiding a pitfall, what would that be? Um, you know, before you jump all in, do, do some research, um, cause I kind of did things backwards. Um, you know, I, I mean, I wrote the book, um, I had it edited and then, but I didn't know, like, for example, you, you've got to know what size book you want to make first. Well, I had hired the illustrator. She already did all the pictures and then I had no clue what size book I was doing. So it didn't really fit. I mean, it, we made it work and it, you know, turned out great. Um, you know, so just things you want to research before you go all in. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, because now I know what to do for the next book. Um, so yeah, just, you know, take your time. Don't rush it. I mean, there's things that I rushed that I could have done differently. Um, but it's, it's all learning curve. So Marcy, what's the dream? Oh, geez. Um, I want to go live on an island somewhere and, you know, just just uh, have fun. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I really am. I'm passionate about helping other cancers survive, you know, not survivor, anybody, really, anyone that's been diagnosed with cancer. Um, and whether it's breast cancer or any cancer, I mean, I'm very involved with... Um, Cancer Support Community Arizona here, and they do they offer free programming for anybody um, that deals with cancer. So it doesn't matter what cancer, and it's for family members, caregivers, you know anybody. Um, 
And so I just, I, I, you know, my heart goes out to anybody. And, you know, you said you, you went through cancer. What kind of cancer did you go through? Um, so stage three, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, so yeah. it was like B-cell lymphoma. Yeah. And so, in, and I was stage three breast cancer. So, you know, I mean, my heart goes out to you too. You know, I mean, we're here. You know, we, we've got through it, you know, as much as best as we can. And then hopefully it doesn't turn on us. Um, and we just keep pushing along. I know with my sort of process, it was, I felt like as long as I did what I needed to do, then the rest is what it is. And so I might've gone a little overboard because I was doing high intensity workouts. I was, (laughs) I was doing everything while losing my hair, losing my eyebrows. Um, but I'm, I'm sort of curious with your experience how did cancer show up for you in terms of the day to day? Um, well, you know, I, you know, I mean, it was interesting because I found it by doing a self exam, and I, you know, I was in the shower with with my oldest at the time, and I hardly ever did self exams, and I said, I'm gonna just check it out while she's washing herself, and I felt something. And I would never, never have, you know, because I, I started working out again. I was trying to lose the baby fat from baby number two and thinking, oh, I just pulled something, you know, maybe it was something, you know, I did too much of a weight and, you know, and then you get that, oh no. And so you got to go get it checked out. Um, and then, you know, and then you find out you have it. Um, I mean, I remember, you know, from now on, I celebrate everything. I remember the date, the time that I found out, um, then I celebrate every year, the day of my surgery that I'm cancer free. Um, and so I, you know, I want to, I want to celebrate that stuff, even though they're not, they weren't happy. They're not happy memories, but it's something I, you know, I went through and, and my motto is, and I have a shirt that says you're a fighter, not a quitter. And so I fought and I beat it. Um, and so that, that's my motto is, you know, you're, you're a fighter, not a quitter, and you're going to do what you need to do and, and get through it. And yeah, we both so, know the bad that was associated with cancer, but yeah, what's the good? Well, the good, I mean, I, I, I found a new passion in life. Um, so, you know, something good came out of it. Um, I never thought I'd be an author and here I am. Four, four books into it and, you know, some more on the way. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like having, in my GPS book, I have a life list. So instead of a bucket list, it's a life list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things, you know, you, you want to do in life. And I love traveling and I, I'm such a workaholic that I never really took time out before. And now that I got cancer... Um, my husband and I had planned planned all these things, and of course, unfortunately, COVID had to cancel a lot of it. Um, but we were going to take the kids for um, the holiday, uh, the uh, Polar Express. We were going to do that, and unfortunately, we had to cancel it. But I had put it in like a year in advance. I paid for it, and I said, we're going to do it because I never would have done that before. And so now it makes me think, you know, cancer says the what ifs, like, you know, you're going to find a way, you're going to do it, you're going to go take your vacations, 
you're going to go spend time, you've got a family, you know, spend time with them. And so it, it's kind of given me a different outlook on life now. So for an audience member just listening who might just be diagnosed, what's the piece of advice you would give them? Take a deep breath. Um, you're going to get through it. Um, you have a right to be angry. You have a right to let those emotions come out. It's okay to show those emotions. Um, but you're going to get through it. And it's going to be a bump in the road for maybe a year, sometimes longer. But the way I see it, um, and I'm not very religious, but God always gives you as much as you can handle. And unfortunately, you know, he, he gave you that cancer and he's going to see how much you can handle and get through it. That's how I, that's how I saw it for me. And so that's what I want to, you know, pass on to the next person. I love that. God gave you something that you can handle. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Excellent, Marcy. So we're pretty much at time, but any last few words? No, I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, I mean, find me, go, go to my website again, floorpublishing, F-L-O-R, publishing.com. I'd love to hear from anybody. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for anybody, um, you know, cancer, not cancer, but, um, you know, reach out, say hi, um, you know, check out my books on Amazon, and I hope it helps help someone. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it, Marcy. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living. <laughs>